0: on in these strange circumstances and Boxing Day, but plenty of human stories in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Right to take on Scarlets and Boxing Day, the two teams that have just come out of isolation, or most of them have, as we'll hear shortly. Let's start with the home team and hear from Cardiff Director of Rugby, Di Young. On the news, the game will be behind closed doors.
1: I think first and foremost, we all understand that uh, health and well-being of uh, everybody in Wales is, is paramount. And, you know, we'll all support that. But, yeah, we have to you know, be honest as well. as was uh, disappointing playing in front of no crowds and, you know, especially over the festive period, as well as that, playing a local derby at a full house at the Arms Park. Is something that doesn't happen every week. So, um, you know, we're really disappointed to lose that occasion and, and to lose, you know, what would have been a fantastic opportunity to to play in front of a full house.
2: And for those of you, most of the, the staff and squad who've been in quarantine after coming back from South Africa, is it just that little bit harder to take? You must have been looking forward to this game so much.
1: Yeah, as you say, it's... Uh, it was a spring in a step the last couple of days thinking about the game and, and, and you know, speaking to the staff here, uh, they were telling us how much interest it was in the game and the game was nearly sold out commercially. The game was doing really well. So it does put a spring in your step. Everyone was really looking forward to it. And as you say, it's been a difficult couple of weeks. So it would have been, a, you know, a, a great way really to get yourself back on the rugby field playing in the Full House at the Arms Park. But, you know, it's not to be. So everyone feels a little bit flat today, to be quite honest. I think, you know, I think everyone is a little bit disappointed. But, you know, come later in the week, we'll turn our focus in into getting a performance out there and hopefully getting the result. But, you know, it's, it's hugely disappointing, really, for everybody at the club.
2: Yeah, you, you touched on the commercial side of things. I know rugby's your remit, but is there a, a sense, even at this early stage, how badly this could affect the club financially. I know the Welsh government have made 3 million available for all sports, but is there a sense of how this might impact the club?
1: No, to, to be honest, only discussions I've had with the chief exec really is, you know, is right down in the rugby uh, element, really. As I say, it's the well-being and health of people is, is paramount, And that's the first thing we all have to get right and think about. But at the end of the day, we are a business. And, you know, if we keep on... Having setbacks, as in playing in front of no crowd, losing all the, the commercial revenue, you know, it's going to have an impact, it's going to. So it's not something that we've looked at at the minute, or it's certainly not something that's been mentioned to me. But as rugby players and as rugby staff, we're fully aware that, you know, that pays our wages. We're fully aware that that's going to put the club under a bit of pressure.
2: And just in terms of well-being, you had 42 players and staff in quarantine after coming back from South Africa. How are they all? Are they all testing negative and feeling well in themselves?
1: Yeah, you know, we were lucky really, although we had some positive. Nobody was really ill. I think, you know, a couple of guys had flu-like symptoms for a day or two and weren't feeling great for a day or two, but uh, nobody was serious ill, you know, which was really pleasing. And everybody's uh, back now, training feeling as good as you can feel, I suppose, having having 10 days in quarantine. But, you know, the boys kept themselves active, in fairness to them. You know, they did some workouts within their room. They, You know, we were lucky the Matrix uh, got us uh, some uh, gym equipment, really. So the guys had uh, bikes and rowers and so on in their rooms. And, you know, they all had 15 minutes outside their room. But I think they run their legs off for 15 minutes trying to get some... uh, some activity in them. But, you know, they really pleased just to be out on the, uh, the park training and getting back in into the AJ job, really.
2: And getting them back into training, how difficult is it to integrate them back into the, the group now? Is it such a, such a big group of players?
1: I think you've got to be sensible about it because, you know, we've got, in effect, two groups, although, you know, we had a lot of guest players playing over the last couple of weeks. We still had, you know, a lot of um, internationals playing, a lot of senior players playing within that group. You've got a group that's played quite a bit over the last sort of six weeks, especially the guys coming back from internationals. And you've got a group that hasn't played really for eight or nine weeks. So put that together, We have to be sensible in our selection of the next sort of two to three games really to make sure that we don't overplay them players that's already played too much and obviously don't chuck the boys in in the deep end as well. But most of the group came back last week and we trained Thursday and Friday last week and they'll have a full training under their belt this week. We'll be ramping it up as we go along. So, you know, we, we've we trained, uh, we've cut the time down, we've cut the intensity down, we've cut the running volume down and we'll pick it up as it goes. So, you know, to be sensible, you know, the last thing we want really is any soft tissue injuries. Put a lot of work into it, a lot of thought into it and um, the boys are bringing the energy and the enthusiasm back as well. So, you know, we're pretty, pretty comfortable how we go in at the minute.
2: The last two Cardiff games have been one of the uplifting stories of the season, really, with the the makeshift team of academy lads and semi-pro players, as well as the internationals. How much of a lift has that provided to you and the rest of the squad and the staff?
1: Well, it's been fantastic. As I say, it it, it would have been quite easy for us to call the games off. So I think, you know, we deserve a lot of credit for that, of actually putting the work in to get a team out there. That was the first thing. But, you know, the guys did the jersey pro. I think, you know, they went out there and I don't think we could expect any more from the team, really. I think they were in both games for a big part of the contest, really. But the most important thing I think all supporters want is to see teams going out and giving it their best shot on the day. If it's not quite good enough, it's not quite good enough. But certainly nobody could have asked any more of that. Them two squads are really done the club proud and themselves proud.
3: What's the first thing you did when you came out of lockdown?
1: Get stuck in my car for four hours, to be honest. I tried to get home on the end, 25 was was shit. So, I, you know, I didn't cry for long, Rob, just about half an hour or so.
3: Oh, my God. You got before stuck
1: on It took me four hours to get home after having after 10 days, um, I think five and six days in South Africa, then 10 days in Gatwick there, and I had four and a half hours in the car trying to get home. So, you know, it was just nice to, you know, the next day, you know, to go out and walk the dog. And all that sounds not a very exciting thing to do, but it was just nice to go out and, and get some fresh air and uh, and not, you know, not be hemmed up in a room, really.
3: You've got huge credit out of it. And uh, yeah. I don't think you could underestimate that moving forward.
1: No, I, I agree. And I think, you know, we got huge credit out of it and it was great exposure for some of them younger, younger players which, you know, you can't take that away from them. That's, you know, something that they remember forever. And hopefully it'll, keep, it'll give them a little bit more of, a, of an anger as well to strive to get better. And they put a smile on everybody's face in quarantine as well because, you know, we were all yeah. over the moon that the boys did so well. But yeah. at the end of the day, being a bit grumpy, we were still lost. So, you know, it, that was the only thing I was missing, really. Fantastic performance, unearthed some quality players that we knew that were going to come through. But if we could have won them games as well, it would have been fantastic. But, you know, I don't think you could ask any more of them, really.
3: As one of the great front row forwards of your era, what did you make of the Aberraven groundsman and his effort?
1: Well, I thought he was fantastic. He's actually played for us in the past. so We knew what we were getting, really. But what an effort, really. And... um it's just great to see him going out there and enjoying it. And But we have to thank Abraham as well, because they had games and, you know, they could have quite easily stopped him playing. So I thought he'd done a, he'd done a fantastic job and, and I hope he's, you know,
0: obviously enjoyed it and sure he did. I'm sure he did too. And what a chance it was. Cardiff captain Josh Turnbull's one of those back in action after quarantine. So what's it like to swap a hotel room for the open air?
4: Yeah, it's nice. Obviously, tough being in uh, in quarantine for the period of time that we were, but it's nice to be back out and you know nice for the whole squad now i think everyone's everyone's back from from quarantine which is good as well
2: what did you do first with your freedom
4: uh i actually took the little one to school the youngest one to school so i was back about half past four in the morning a couple of hours kip and then up with the kids taking to school yeah it was
2: good a better school run than usual then
4: (laughs) just to see the smiles on the faces you know um that was the biggest thing. I think, you know, you don't realise how much you actually miss them until you're back home and, and you're there, you're back with them, really. Like, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty tough, and every player reacts differently to that. how our well quarantine went. Some probably struggle more than others, and others probably were able to cope with it a little bit better. You know, just trying to keep yourself focused as best possible and knowing that
2: the end is near. The massive upside, of course. You can see your family, your back training. and Not to put a downer on it, but today's news does make it a bit flat doesn't it how have you as a squad received the news
4: you know it's disappointing that we can't have crowds but obviously health comes first you know it's these these games are massive for all clubs and you know you want to be playing them in in front of full crowds and that's probably the biggest disappointment that at the moment we're unable to reschedule these fixtures and play derbies in front of big crowds which is what you want really like I said previously though that Ultimately, the health comes first of every every player, every fan, and everybody family associated with everyone.
2: What is it that you miss most when, when there's no crowd there?
4: Look, you can they feed off you, and then you know when things are going well, and then you feed off them, and you know when the crowd gets behind you, it gives you a massive lift. You know they see something done well, and then they they're all cheering, and, and that's just a, a massive massive difference. You go back to a couple of games ago when we played the Dragons at home, you know, the crowd really, really got behind us. You know, you look at the two games that have just gone, they turned out in their masses to watch the Toulouse game at home, even though there was academy players playing, boys from Premiership, all of them stuck their hands up, all of them played well, and the crowd got right behind them as well. And, you know, it probably, probably really, really jeered them on and really got them going.
2: Yeah, you mentioned those two games. What's it like coming back into the group now? Does it feel like it's been lifted despite? You guys not being there for the last couple of weeks?
4: Yeah, we spoke We spoke this morning as a playing group that w- the boys have really done well the last couple of weeks and they've probably turned a few heads as well and people have it's pricked a few consciousnesses. and the young boys or the premiership boys stepping in and it's really put Cardiff rugby in a really good light. That'll mean nothing if the boys coming back in this weekend against the Scarlets don't back it up. And obviously they're in a similar position as well. They haven't played for eight weeks. They've had to do this similar quarantine to us the game last week was called off. So they probably haven't got that buzz around training like we have at the moment. And I was a little bit disappointed to come to training this week and not see Jacob Beetham, Theo Cabango and Cam win it in training because, you know, it had been nice to see them and just give them a tap on the back and say, look, well done. And, you know, they've really
2: stepped up the last few weeks and it's been so good to see. No crowd, not what you'd want it to be ideally, but it's still a Welsh starby and it's still new against your former club. Is it still a game that will get your juices flowing?
4: It's the one game I look forward to every year, you know, Derby against the Scarlets. It's the one that really gets me buzzing. And you know, I just enjoy going down there, raise the intensity levels, and, and and rip into them really.
3: Are you in shape, out of condition? Do you not know how it's gonna be when you go back in, or you do you feel pretty good?
4: No, I actually feel pretty good. I've put a couple of kilos on and good weight, I think, as well. So yes. I, I was fortunate enough to PDM pick me up a couple of dumbbells and, and brought them into the hotel room. So I was able to Maintain some strength. I had a bike in the room as well, so I was able to maintain some fitness on that. And getting out and utilizing that fifteen to twenty minutes every day was important as well. You know, I think the, could have looked at it two ways. You could have thought, oh, you know, so I'll just sit in bed and and just sit in my room for ten days. But I actually thought, saw it as an opportunity to rest the body and prepare it in a different way. Get those little niggles, those anything that have, has happened in the last few weeks out of the system, and try and maintain consistency. Really. Yeah.
3: I talked about the responsibilities as director of rugby, but you as captain would have felt, I'm sure, a big responsibility. How was it trying to keep people's spirits up and uh, how busy was your phone or how busy were the shouts between the walls?
4: <laughs> I'll say the first couple of days it was pretty mad. I think the worst one I had, I won't name the player, half past 12 one morning when we found out he was stomping off down the corridor to go and find the team manager and I had to put back in and say, look, there's nothing he, he's going to be able to do that you can't do anyway. you can do. So let's just calm down and Let's see what he says in the morning. But generally, most of the boys were pretty good. I think, you know, there was a period of time when you didn't hear anything and you are obviously conscious that when you didn't hear anything for a period of time that you were starting to worry a little bit. I think ultimately the worst day for myself and most of the group was we got up about five o'clock ready for six o'clock leave and we told that the plane we couldn't board the plane and we couldn't leave. That was a bit of a, a kick in the to um, say the least. But, you know, it was ultimately, you just got to say, look, let's move on this the next day. And then we actually left the next day, which was yeah, worked out. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just trying to keep morale high. I think the entertainments yeah. committee, Lloyd, Owen, Lane, Rubber, they all had a big hand in putting stuff in the WhatsApp groups and keeping the morale high as well.
3: Do you think having had your backs to the wall in this extreme circumstance, there's something positive you can take out of it? How do you turn this to your advantage?
4: Oh look I think as a group we've grown tighter together. I think all the boys are really excited to come back in last Thursday. Although we weren't with the squad who played against Harlequins, uh, there was a buzz in training. And obviously there's been a buzz back in training yesterday and and today when we've all been back together. So and that's important because you, everyone's you know it's been 20 odd days since we've seen each other. It's important that we're all on the same page. Like I said earlier, it won't count for nothing if we don't back up the last couple of weeks when no. you know you see the likes of Josh Adams-Ellis, Willis and Seb, you know, really stepped up the last couple of weeks and led this group really well. We've got to come in and take it on from here now.
5: Just put your and hat gone briefly as well. Obviously, at that level, it affects the game as well, this announcement. It's all relative. It would have been a big, big day for the club, obviously. Christmas, derbies, big, big crowds in. Yeah, and again, these
4: clubs will take a lot of money on, on these Boxing Day games or games around Christmas, and they are the life and blood of of Welsh rugby a lot of people have had their opinion where they say it doesn't work but I think ultimately Cardiff proved that last week or the last two weeks by playing premiership players who are good enough to play at that level so you know they will feel it as well again you've got to look where do these youngsters play their rugby where do they come through so the whole game in Wales is it's going to have an effect on them all so is there an opportunity for them to postpone their matches and play them later on again you know it's, that's the conversations that need to happen at a higher level
0: listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Scholars coach Dwayne Peel will miss the game, unfortunately, back in isolation after catching COVID.
6: My wife tested positive last week, so I thought I'd missed it really, to be honest, I thought i got away with it, so I didn't go to work majority of last week, just coached from afar, but yeah, unfortunately, tested positive then after that, so um, we've all got it here, the four of us, so Christmas indoors for us this year, unfortunately.
2: Commiserations. Um, what will that mean then for the Boxing Day match against Cardiff? Will you be coaching from afar or will you be giving the other coaches the reins?
6: No, I think it's about them having the reins. Obviously, I've been in, uh, heavily inputted this week um, with what's been going on and what we need to cover off, etc. But yeah, we haven't had a game for so long. I think you know, we've been managed to have a good block of training. So a lot of the work's been done already for us, really. So the boys are doing, obviously doing a good job there. You know, obviously, been keeping tabs on everything. So it's been a good week and the boys are itching for a game, you know, it's been so long since we played, so, um, you know, having a game is going to be huge for us. Yeah, you mentioned it's been
2: a long time, October, since the last competitive game for the squad, is it extra frustrating for you to miss out, given everything that's gone on over the last
6: couple of months? Yeah, definitely, I think that, obviously, I've been looking forward to to actually being a coach again on match day, really, but, ah, look, it is what it is, and, you know, I'm sure I, I won't be the last, the way things are going at the minute, so, Oh look, the boys are going well and as I said, it's just important for us that we can have a lot of a run around and have a game, proper game actually. You know, after the frustration that you've had of quarantine and everything, to have the game behind closed doors, has that put a bit of a dampener on things as well? Um, the reality is that these games are, are the ones that you look forward to as a player. You know, I've been there as a player myself and the derbies around Christmas are always a special time for anyone. You know, not to have crowds is obviously very frustrating. That's the reality of it and, and also... From a club's perspective, you know, I think being voiced this week around the, the damage, you know, in terms of financial rewards that those games bring as well, you know. So it's there's a lot that plays around these games, you know. Obviously, from a playing perspective, yes, we, we want to have crowds. I read actually something that the Blackett had said from WASPs that you know the intensity of the games, you know, are much higher when, when there is a silo crowd. And I, th- and I think that it is what it is. And I think that, you know, we're used to it. You know, we played a season with no crowd. So it's, it's not ideal for anyone, I don't think, you know. So, but, you know, unfortunately it is the way it is. The big thing for us is that we prepped well and from a mental perspective that we were switched on for the game because they're important games for us in the context of season and, and qualification for Europe. You know, there's a lot riding on these games. The boys will be definitely up for it. I, I'd imagine that both sides will be a bit rusty to start. That's the reality of it, but it's getting into it and having some games and competitive fixtures, which is what we're here to do, really. I think the nature of the games are big and, and they're excited about it. And I think you know, the boys are, haven't played, so they're, they're almost on edge a bit. The unknown a bit, I think, as well, because they haven't yeah. played for so long, like we all are, you know, until we get out there and get stuck into a game we don't entirely know. We, know we can be happy with what we've done and prepped, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Given the the strange circumstances, is it quite good that you're playing the other team who've been through similarly strange circumstances?
6: I'm not sure if it's good or not. You know, I think that it's all about getting on the field, to be honest. I think that, uh, you know, we're itching for a game. And I think that that important thing for us is that we, we get a competitive fixture in. You know, we mentioned that we've been two months or so without a game now, longer, October. So it's, uh, you know, it's really important for us. Regardless of opposition, really, I don't think it helps either way. You know, I think that they'll be up for it. We'll be equally so, I think. I think we're going to speak to Johnny McNichol after we we speak to yourself. Just
5: a, a bit on him, you know, he's he's had a really good start to the season. Probably some of his best performances for Wales in the autumn as well. He's
6: a, he's a good asset. Not definitely. I think, you know, he's uh, what I liked from day one. You know, he he went back to New Zealand actually over the summer. Cut that time short to come back to make sure he was back for pre-season. And he was excellent and he, you know, he trained really hard and, and put a massive shift in pre-season, you know, and in terms of the numbers we had, you know, he was the most in terms of the meterage and stuff. So he's trained really hard over the summer. He's fit and he, and he can, you know, you can see the, the benefits of that. I think that, you know, I spoke to him at the start of the year and his goal was to try and get back in the Wales squad. Flexibility around playing wing, playing full back as well helps, helps in that, but he's been, he's been very, very good. So, uh, He's a good character as well. He's strong, speaks his mind in the group.
7: He's a good asset for us to have.
0: So as promised, let's hear from Johnny McNichol. How's he enjoying preparing for a match once again?
7: Yeah, it's good. Good four games cancelled on the trot now for us. So, no, it's just good to be back out in in the environment, training and running around again. That first couple of days was just a a relief Mm -hmm. to be around people and uh, jogging around outside was nice.
2: I can imagine, because for us... Mere mortals, you know, self-isolation is frustrating enough when you're a professional athlete, used to moving around so much. It must have been that extra bit tougher.
7: Yeah, it was. It was pretty tough. I'd done it once before in um, New Zealand when I went home in the summer. So I was a little bit not used to it, but I was aware of what was coming. So I had the upper hand on a few boys there. But yeah, reintegration into society is uh, much better now.
2: What did you enjoy doing most once you had that freedom again?
7: Just like fresh air, being able to go for a walk and, and then obviously training here because you're only allowed out, well, I think it was half an hour or, and you didn't really get to choose when you're allowed out. So just a bit of freedom of choice to go out and, and uh, enjoy the cold air. It was nice.
2: And no better way to kind of blast away the cobwebs than a, than a derby on Boxing Day. Admittedly, no fans, but it sh- should be a a match at least, even if it doesn't have the atmosphere you'd expect to still get you excited and be glad to be on the field again.
7: Yeah, I'm looking forward to a match. As I said, four cancelled in a row now, so to be yeah back out in the derby and Just playing we nice. We got to brush off the cobwebs last week and the boys are looking good now, which is good. And how about yourself,
2: your own personal form? We saw you playing really well for Wales in the autumn as well. We haven't seen you in a Scarlet shirt for
7: a while, but do you feel like your game's in a good place? I really enjoyed the autumn series. I I enjoyed myself a lot. Yeah, form was good. That came off the back of a really tough pre-season here, I think, just being fit and stuff. So, yeah, this last two weeks getting back to fitness and, yeah, feeling pretty good out there. Weather's changed a bit. It's a bit wet. But uh, yeah, hope, hope to maintain that form. We'll see. We'll see anyway.
2: How difficult has it been for you as a group kind of reintegrating and getting back into the groove? As you said, it's four games cancelled October since you last played a competitive game.
7: Yeah, we had plenty of Zoom calls and quarantine and then a week's training for a Bordeaux game that didn't happen. And we were looking sharp there. Like I said, there's a few cobwebs earlier in the week and now, in hindsight, it, for our long-term game, it, it's been good to to have all these extra trainings and uh, get back on page and everyone's on the same page now, r- ready to go for uh, Cardiff.
5: Dwayne mentioned that you um, you cut your summer break short to New Zealand to get back in time for the start of pre-season. What were you hoping to sort of achieve?
7: Well, initially, I went over to New Zealand earlier, so I asked the club if I could go back because I hadn't seen family for two and a half years and uh, my kids hadn't seen their grandparents. But the club were happy for me to go back because we weren't in any... Uh, chance of making the finals of the rainbow cup so i had plenty of time to quarantine i got to get back early because i'd taken that break at the end of the season and yeah i come straight back in when the boys were ready to go and we had a massive pre-season which ended up working out really well for me
5: is that the first time that your kids have met your grandparents did you say that
7: it was the first time my youngest poppy who's two now had met my um their grandparents and uh it was the second time my uh, eldest daughter, who's three, August, had met them.
5: Yeah, it was n- nice to have that a family time. Nice to sort of switch off from rugby and almost reset.
7: Yeah, it was brilliant. It was um, no, it was, it was awesome. I actually got a little bit of anxiety when I got out of quarantine. Other than that, it was because uh, I hadn't been around people for obviously months. We were all going through it with isolation, and then New Zealand was living normal. So when I got out, I was like, oh, "How? Like, this is weird." It was weird being in crowds and. Yeah, it was nice. But now they're back in lockdown like we are and we're all going through this Omnicrom.
5: What parts have you tried to add to your game to push you back into the the Wales Reckoning and ultimately get back into the squad?
7: I asked to play a lot more fullback from Duane in the summer and uh, I just felt that that's my best position. I'm happy to play on the wing and I play like a fullback anyway when I'm on the wing. I, I go looking for the ball. I don't really hang out, hang out on the wing. So... I just wanted to show them that I, like my best position is fullback. Get my hands on the ball. That's where I'm dangerous, and that's the assets that I bring to both Wales and and the Scarlets. And I seem to do that in the early games, and and then in the New Zealand and South Africa test as well, which was good. What
5: are the little nuances and the differences I get? You just get more time on the ball to pick your, your running lines and things like that.
7: Yeah, from counter check because you get you're set in the backfield a lot more than you are on the wing. So you you get the ball coming towards you more often. So you come onto that and um, make those decisions to run it back or kick. We're on the wing. Sometimes you're coming back and you're the third pair of hands that might receive that. So you don't have as much influence on uh, getting that ball. Yeah. You're just around the player, a bit more, a bit more freedom, which I like, but I say that, but when I'm on the wing, I just do the same thing. I try to get my hands on the ball and, and run around like that as well.
0: The 50-22 rule. It was designed to give the likes of yourself more space, maybe you know force you back a bit in defense how's it change things for you in both attack and defense
7: it's more made our uh back meetings a bit longer the fifty twenty two rule because we're always thinking about how we can get a fifty twenty two or how they're going to get one against us so it's, it's a bit more admin for us um i like the rule i do enjoy it it creates um counter-attack opportunities if players want to try go for the fifty twenty two, and it also creates opportunities for us to go get a line out in the uh in the 22 we're little set plays that we've tried each week maybe to look at to exploit other teams but teams are just covering it a lot more and which then brings in our running options if they're trying to cover the backfield so yeah we just look at those things i enjoy the rule that's good
0: so one game of rugby four interesting stories more next week of course we'll add a bit of festive rugby cheer but until then from the welsh rugby union podcast goodbye and merry christmas